0: Happy Monday! Thank you again for tuning in to Align with Plants, Align with Health. It's season four, episode two. Uh, Super excited to have today's conversation and to share some energy with the friend, the plant friend I have on the line today. Um, I'm from San Diego, California, and when I left, I felt like I was leaving a city that had been the same since I, you know, started hanging out in it and started learning the city that I was from, and since I've been gone, I've seen, been a witness to watching a lot of the people that live there and are from there do some really amazing things and create new energies and new opportunities for people to express themselves and be themselves, and I'm so thankful that I have This audience that I can share energy with and introduce to the people in my sphere what my hometown is doing. Today I have a plant friend, a San Diego native, Ian Moreland on the line, and he is an urban gardener in San Diego that is a part of this movement, and I'm so thankful to have you here today. Ian, are you with us?
1: Yes, I am. Can you hear me okay?
0: I sure can. Cool. Happy Monday, friend. How are you today?
1: I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited about uh, everything that's going on in San Diego and just excited about life in general. So (laughs) I'm definitely happy to be on the call with you.
0: Yeah. Are you sitting under some beautiful blue skies right now, like the normal San Diego warm or warmer weather?
1: It is actually a really nice day today. It's about uh, about 75, mm. it's nice cool, cool breeze in the air. It feels probably like, maybe like 80, but, but it's actually about 75. It's, it's, it's nice air. And so um, it's been nice. I've had a good morning. Um, Spent a little bit of time at uh, one of our larger community properties that we're looking to turn into a garden um, over the next couple of years. So I was there for a few minutes, it was nice to kind of be on the sun a little bit, look at the butterflies and uh, just, you know, be in nature for a little bit before I had to return back to the city, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, San Diego. Uh, so I know that so many things are changing and growing there and I really want to hear about some projects, maybe even that project there. Um, though I definitely can think that there were very few spots in the city that felt natural um, up here in the Pacific Northwest they have these pockets in the city of you know old growth maybe not super old growth but 60, 70 year old growth trees in the middle of the city and you can literally just turn off of the pathway and be in kind of like a forest and I realized being here like how different that would have been for us oh so beautiful and magical <laughs> um, and just how different would it be in a city like Dago where you just don't have that how different would the children be how different would our experiences be Um, you know, and not that I think anything is happening that shouldn't be, but I give thanks for the path that we have to take.
1: Mm. Um. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I think that that's that's awesome. You know, I, I, one of the things that, um, like, well, for me, being a kid, I was kind of a, you know, I was an outdoor kid, I wasn't really a, um, video game you know, indoor kids, so I was always, my mom called me country, because I was always running around barefoot, I was always outside with a glass container trying to catch a bug, or you know, looking at nature, mm. and um, it would be, it would have been amazing to have spaces like that where you could just, you know, walk down the street or a couple blocks, and in like a mini forest, we used to go down to the creek, um, down around the street from where I lived, and we would go try to catch, you know, crawfish, and just you know whatever just mm. it was like the kind of like kids to be in, in nature and i can't even imagine that it'd be like to be kind of like many forests throughout the city for kids to plant that would be just awesome
0: yeah well um i have great faith that you and i and many other people are coming together to not only plant some of those now but to continue to inspire people and generations of people to keep doing that um, because it's definitely a part of what's going on here we we need these natural, uh, these natural experiences to be able to heal and be healthy humans. So it's happening. Um, I agree. Ian. So I want to hear what is happening in San Diego. I know that you are down there doing some good work in the dirt and in the general creative artistic community. Uh, we had the co-founder of the Church on the Show a couple of episodes. And we were able to hear a little bit about what's going on down there. But you're actually going to be a featured artist at the church here coming up in a couple weeks, July 14th, um, at their Black Expression Show. And I really want to let the audience hear about what's going on down there because this is really how change just takes place is by spreading this message. So let us know what's, what's popping in Dago. Okay.
1: there's seven days in the week, there may be five open mics um in San Diego's art scene. There's right. like an open mic almost every night. And so I think what that has really done is it um because there's so many creative spaces, you know, almost every night of the week, it's really just opened up the community. People are coming together on a more regular basis. Mm. You know? Um and being in creative spaces which is which is triggering creativity in others. Mm. And so what's been really beautiful is the way that um, San Diego, has the creative scene has kind of um, pulled together. They're very supportive of one another, so if, if someone knows you have a show or a feature or anything going on, you'll have 10, 15, even 20 people show up to your event because they're a part of that community, and so it's really beautiful to see the way that our community has supported each other, and I think we're kind of leading the way in terms of showing the rest of um, San Diego's various communities how to kind of unite because, you know, the poetry scene of our community, such a the scene, you know, you're going to have your ethnicities, you're going to have uh, you know, your various backgrounds, and you're even, you, you, there's, there's really no one that's not there, and there's no one that's not welcome. So mm. it's really beautiful to see people like, come together, work together, um, learn about each other's cultures, learn about those differences, um, and then figure out how to work in that. And so it's, it's been really beautiful, and I think that um, San Diego it's going to definitely help transform San Diego um, as about uh, what's happening here in San Diego. And one of the benefits or one of the beauties of that is, um, because of this a diverse group, uh, I've met uh, so many people who are really into, like, you know, holistic living, you know. I've got friends that make um, natural, um, you know, skin care and body products. They're, they make their own, like, handmade jewelry. They use a lot of the different stones and gems, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, all stones and gems are different properties, and, and, mm-hmm. and they, they bring different know, beautiful things to your life, and so it's been really, been really nice. It's been very um, refreshing, and I've been learning a
0: lot about what I was curious, but didn't really know where to look. And now that I'm
1: a part of this community, uh, I feel like every day I learn something new about the way the world works, and uh, it's
0: really beautiful, actually. That's mm. it's so beautiful to hear um, because it's such a beautiful. I think the thing that I love the most about being from San Diego. And I love the sunshine. Um, it, m- it has to be the, div- the true diversity that we're raised in. Um, maybe, you know, someplace like New York City can understand it. But even there, the diversity there is more segregated than we are in Dago. And not to say segregation right. isn't there as well. Um, though there's so many neighborhoods in San Diego where you literally have everyone. <laughs> and right. it's such a reality. Like I, th- I feel like we're We're really, really, truly blessed in Southern California to be able to be raised in that type of diversity under such a beautiful, warm sun because it creates this camaraderie. um, I don't know that you don't always see in other places. That's based on respecting each other's differences, though, as well. (laughs) I I, I
1: agree. I think that the weather, you know, I I feel like it helps differently. I live in City Heights. You know, it's the community in San Diego, and it's actually the most diverse community in San Diego. There's over 52 languages spoken in wow. so the city of San Diego, which is kind of unbelievable, but you can turn down any street, and you'll see, um, you know, some East Africans, like you know, Somalians and Eritreans, and you may turn down other street and You'll see it in East Chinese, Japanese, uh, you may get um, Filipinos, and, of course, you're going to have um, Latinos and Hispanics and, you know, the black community. And, I mean, there's really such a beautiful mix, and everyone mm-hmm. lives together, and people, you know, they work together, they they, they, they do together, I see them um, putting things together in a community, like, in, through my our alleyway, uh, you'll see everyone here, with the kids on their bikes, and um, <coughs> on their scooters, and get with the parents, and like I said, it's a diverse group of people all hanging out in the center, it's really beautiful. Um,
0: it is, it's so beautiful, it's the thing I miss the most about home, is the naturalness of that. Um, kids just, you just grow up knowing it. It's so beautiful. Right. Um, so tell us about the church and what you're going to be doing down there. Um, you're, you're a featured artist, which is beautiful because you're also a gardener. And so how are you making this connection? What are you, what are you going to be presenting?
1: Okay. All right. So I, I do do poetry, but I, I'm not the most uh, forward share of my poetry.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to have to help break so that for
1: <laughs> so I, I I typically go to the open mics and I just kind of sit, sit and I sit around, I, you know, make friends and I go and support folks. And I guess I'll share every now and then. But this, this group that I'm a part of now has really um, made me feel really warm and welcome and comfortable. So I've been sharing um, a lot more yeah. than I have in the past. And so because I was talking about the diversity of our community, you know, I garden. And there really isn't anyone else that, there's like one of the people that, yeah, that garden. There's another poet, his name is... Um, Mario Vemente, he's, he's an amazing poet. It's he really, he's, he's one of my favorite poems, he's actually on gardening, and mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really amazing. And so, um, what I will be doing um, in a few weeks, it's going to be on Um I will be the feature, and I'm actually just going to be talking about gardening, just sharing what it's like to be an urban gardener, sharing um, some of the. Uh, these people don't know. A uh, lot of people are curious. Like, I start bumping into people at, at the different poetry events, and they're like, if "I find out I'm a gardener." Someone tells them, and they come up to me all the time, like, "Hey, you know, I heard you were a gardener. Could you come down my house and check out my uh, my space, my patio? I want to know what I can do on this patio. I want to go to my backyard. I have a corner that I want to mm-hmm. do something in." And so it's been really interesting to see how much um, excitement and how much interest there is in urban gardening. And so I'm really excited about you know what's coming over the next couple of years. If I can tell there's it, a big. Um, I'm everyone people are really interested in it's really exciting so what I'm going to be doing on the 14th is just kind of sharing uh, my perspective over the last two years I've done a larger scale project I've I grew um, last year we did watermelon I did pumpkin we did cantaloupe um cucumber I had a pretty decent sized plot of greens which in, included um some chard and some kale mm. um collard greens um spinach, um and about four or five different types of lettuce, you know, your romaine, your butterhead, a different of lettuce, different tomatoes, and I took a little tip that corn didn't go so well last year, but I have corn going this year, that's beautiful and it's actually amazing. I see. So
0: I'll just be
1: sharing, sharing some of that, and my success and some of my failure, and just, you know, letting people know, like, how simple it is, it doesn't take a lot of time, you know, you just have to kind of make some time, but it doesn't take a lot to get things going. And also, I would like, to going to talk about, um, Food deserts. You know, a lot of times in um, urban uh, neighborhoods and lower-income communities, uh, we have what's now known as food deserts, where you'll have uh, you don't have fresh produce, and it's it's not likely for people to have fresh produce. So, you know, someone will go to the grocery store and stuff; it's it old, it's it going bad. Um, and so, having the urban gardens and, and having being able to teach people how to garden, how to grow things, uh, we'll be able to provide. You know, fresh produce for our own families, you know, a little bit of self-sustainability, which um, I think everyone should have that. Um, you know, you never know which, which way things can go, and so you want to be prepared. And I feel like knowing how to grab a handful of seeds and, and, and you know, go over a piece of dirt, pour some water on it, and knowing how to tend to them um, is uh, it's really powerful, and it's very free, very liberating, and it helps you reconnect um, to the earth and to nature in a way that you normally wouldn't be able to uh, without having to necessarily leave. And so I think that's really important. And so that Process. You get to see the bugs and the insects that come, the butterflies, the bees, and you know, really appreciate, you know, even rabbits or squirrels, or whatever. Just appreciate um, nature, and it also benefits from it there because now you could be able to um, harvest, you know, depending on the season, different fruits and vegetables. So that's just some right? ideas you want to kind of just share with the community and let them put them out So that when those things come up, i already on line. They're aware. Like, oh, I've heard of that concept before, so it's not a foreign concept. So I wanted to share those things. So. When we begin to put those things into action and, you know, try to get people to vote on those kind of ideas, people will know what it is and they won't, they won't be afraid of it. Um, so
0: that's a little bit of what I will talk about. also. How beautiful is that? Uh, I just have to say that's the most beautiful presentation ever. I so wish I was going to be there. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, and I, I, I would like to talk a little bit about, you know, I'm learning more about, like, your herbs and your medicinal uses for herbs because there's so many plants that, um, you know, nature has provided everything that we need. There's mm. really nothing we don't, we don't we, Man has a habit of trying to, you know, like, to control things. and we, You know, we've created a society that's driven by capitalism, especially here in America. Um, but nature has provided pretty much everything. About, um, you know, learning about, learning uh, about what's already here. Um, I think that um, people will have a different appreciation. I mean, we spoke before; yeah. we were talking about how, uh, you know, what one person in today's society what is viewed as a weed, um, you know, a few hundred years ago may have had a medicinal use. Mm-hmm. I've seen some plants recently that um, they have. Um, plants that uh, if you harvest the leaves properly or grow them it's similar to having like a Tylenol
0: or an aspirin oh oh yeah um, willow willow is one of those uh, sicylic acid as well um, right yeah there's a, yeah so many and so, and so I noticed like you
1: know like this, the dandelions there's, there's a few plants that when you see them they come up in the cracks of cities and people just knock them over or step on them but um uh, you know, a few hundred years ago, those were ancient medicinal had medicinal purposes. Mm. And so um, I think it's interesting. I used you spoke before about how, you know, you were saying that weeds, you know, what well, we consider weeds.
0: Hmm. the way we look at ourselves (laughs) yeah the way we look at ourselves i just had to add that in because it's you recognize that um that you're that same tenacious being that the plant is like we are those beings we have the same power the same intent the same um you know even steps in our growth and we redo it over and over and over again and we're, we're actually, like, I think, insane until we get back in tune with that because it's the only repetitive cycle that seems to make sense for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right.
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think um, I shall also try to stop there for a moment. Um, well, so
0: that's I'm going to Well, you were going into food deserts and you were talking about what you're going to be doing at Black Expression. I would love to hear more about the food deserts because I feel like you know most San Diego communities you can go find a food for less like there's probably food for less nearby Um, and there's definitely fresh food there Um, there's definitely neighborhoods that do not have any close access I mean my grandmother's on Duluth and there's no close food you know in Valencia Park area you got to go out you know past four corners and get out there to get to some food Um, but um, I would love to talk more about even, like, more what a food desert is, because a food desert, I feel like, doesn't necessarily mean there's no food there. Um, though, is it the food that people can actually be truly nourished on? And, um,
1: right. Yeah. I think, I mean, well, well, what I refer to it as food deserts, and, and typically what people referring to is that there isn't food available, it's just it's not, it's not healthy. Um, we've kind of created in a society that is addicted to food and most of the food that we're addicted to is not healthy which is why the addictive properties don't um, kind of come into play and so you know most of our kids eat a lot of sweets and a lot of sugar filled um cereals and, and chips and just different things that that kind of rewire our body and so that we become addicted to these things and so i feel like about um, providing the healthy food, but also a healthy lifestyle, a healthy way of thinking. And so by growing, you'll be able to bring kids into these areas and have them work with you hand in hand, put their hand in the soil, and, um, and uh, really really take ownership of, of growing. And I feel like once they take ownership of growing, they'll be more apt to uh, want to eat the food that they grow. And so we can begin to kind of deprogram our mind and our bodies to get away from some of the more unhealthy things that we eat. And, um, which obviously will be beneficial over the long term. I, like you said, it, it, it plays a big factor in the way that we, we move in our day to lives, you know, having, um, not having such healthy food. Uh, so, like, a lot of, like I say a
0: lot of kids, you see, them they always have a, a bag of chips, they got potatoes, rare hot flame in this, yeah. the hot flaming dish, the
1: red fingers, and the tiktakis, and all those things. That'd be lunch, and too. Uh, That's
0: just like lunch. Right. It's, it's right and that's,
1: and that's that's a meal like they yeah. eat a bag of that with some lime which is you know some of that's cultural i think it's cool but um it shouldn't be our go-to yeah you know um, a snack yeah every now and then something to enjoy but it shouldn't be you know on every corner store or every corner there's a store and that's, it's just it's kind of just junk soda yeah. and chips and you know just snacky food that we make meals out of and so I think if we have access, and then not just have access, but if we are participating in the growth of these things, that it will, um, you know, kind of reshape. And so the whole food desert, it's just it's more so about not having access to quality um, fresh produce. Because even some of the groceries that we have, um, it's not always the fresh. It's not the most fresh. Like, you know, people like to go to, like, Henry's or... Change, but I can't remember what they, what it's called now but um sprouts. The, the sprouts thank oh, you yeah. sprouts people go to sprouts and but they're not close there's there's one every so you know they're', they're, they're pretty far and so yeah. for the average person who has to send their kid to walk to go get something that's not an option
0: yeah <laughs> they're like you yeah, know go to the store grab a few things those those people aren't aren't don't have access they're not driving
1: um they don't have access to those type of places and so I think that if we can put that in these neighborhoods, and since San Diego is so diverse, it's a diverse community, a lot of people have um, origins. Uh, people come here from all over the world. And
0: a, lot if you give them space
1: a lot of farmers. A lot of If you give yeah. them space to grow, they will grow. Yeah. They will grow things if they have the space. And so and I think that, that would be a beautiful blend of um, cultures and, and people learning about other people's um, cultures and what they like to grow and what they eat and share. And I think that would just be really beautiful. Um,
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful, too, to, to kind of bring up uh, something we were talking about earlier in terms of, I mean, diversity is, is just, it's, it's not even anything to really ever question because it's an actual necessity of existence. Everything is different, and it's necessary. Um, and so we know, obviously, plant people and people are going to be diverse, but, like, we really are from a town that has this special level of diversity due to military and so many, especially the amount of, I mean, I can remember... Uh, you know, refugee kids moving into our apartment complexes of multiple different, like, you know, war eras (laughs) and different cultures. Uh Like, there's just always been so many, uh, such a large refugee population at Dago. And, um, but what's so interesting about that is, is how diverse uh, the group of plant people really are. Um, I have friends as young as, well, my youngest friend has gotten older, so she's six now. Mm Um, and I'm, I have some new friends, but I haven't really bonded with anyone under six yet. But all the way up to 70, uh, 71 or two, maybe even be 74 now. And everybody, not everyone, but the, there's so many of those people in this range of race, color, age, class, uh. Uh, gender even. Like, you know, asexual to uh. both sides that are plant people. And uh. um, it's so inspiring to be able to connect with so many different ones of us. I know that you had brought that up and I would love to just hear, uh, you know, from another San Diego native who knows it, how important it is to be bonding with our diverse plant people population because we kind of have some power in us. We have this solid understanding in nature that I, I believe can change the world. Far back,
1: right? In terms of um, the diverse um, plants, uh,
0: what was the word you used? Plant people is who (laughs) I call us, but just, um, or whatever. I mean, just humans as well, the different, even healing modalities, but especially when it comes to the plant people, like just as we continue to meet each other, I'm recognizing how diverse the people are. None of them look the same as me or you actually look the most right. like me of any plant person i've met <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I, I i agree um it's been very uh, interesting to see who you know who messaged me i have a, a group on facebook it's called um, san diego um kids see on uh, my post of the different things that I'm growing in the garden and so that's been really really cool to see the the, the variety of kids who are interested mm. um in
0: in gardening because I feel like I don't even know what we all imagine when we see whoever is when we see a gardener
1: but you'll have athletes athletic kids you have other adults who are interested in gardening you have um people who are typically known to sit in their house and be behind the computer or a video game system who are excited about gardening. Um, you have uh, just kids who kind of just don't, they're not really sure where they fit in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who are interested in gardening, and so it's really beautiful to see not just the kids, and then like I said, the racial different groups, uh, there a lot of uh, uh, Latino Hispanic families, uh, out here, when you say Asian, it's a lot of times it's Filipino. Um, but um, it is, it's very diverse, and I, I, I'm always blown away um, who comes to ask me about gardening. And what's even more interesting is when people find me, they're always kind of um, shocked when they see me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but in um, their mind, they say, oh, yeah, the gardener's over there, and then we meet, they're like, oh, wow, you're the gardener. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which is, is fun and um, a lot of uh, college age um, college students seem to be really interested in gardening yeah. I think you know with technology but not to talk about but the wave of information that's available and people are so aware of what's being done with the food and how it's being grown and everyone is interested everyone wants to know you know, how, how where, why, what, what, what can I do I was like, teach me how to garden. I'm like, it's not that much to it. soil. Your soil is going to be your most important thing when it comes to gardening. Because uh, yeah. that's where all the nutrients come from. The and foundation, like right? kind of like everything else. It's your foundation. your yeah. so foundation. And so, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's very deserving. It, it, sometimes it's hard to even really um, put it to words. Um, the garden community is—it's mm. like said, the old, young. Um, and it's so funny because I think typically it's kind of been more of an elderly pastime, like people that are retired, it's kind of their thing, kind of you know, get in the garden and like relax.
0: Yeah. But um, when I go to those various um, events, they're so excited to see you know
1: younger people um, and the stories that they share about the you know the grandkids, and they 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 just can't wait to tell someone. I met you know one half my age that's gardening
0: Mm. and
1: so it's really beautiful actually it's
0: really fun it is yeah they have faith in us i think Mm -hmm. it's very representative of what of what our our real healing path is gonna have to hold i feel is a truly diverse experience we really can't we really can't like X anyone or anything out we have to deal with this system um, the healing of our society you know of our system and our society as an inclusive reality because everything is coming from one founding source and it's all going to look different necessarily and it's like these are the basics so if we can just align with these it seems and we can start functioning in a a less insane perspective you know (laughs) (laughs) So it's so beautiful. I'm so thankful that um, we've been able to connect through the social media presence because although we're from the same hometown and know many of the same people, even I, I know we have a, a connection through Facebook that I've known, uh, one of our mutual friends since I was, well, multiple actually, since elementary school. Um, Viet, who, uh-huh. re- who connected us directly, is only one. But there's a couple people that I've known since very young. But we didn't know each other, and I'm thankful that this uh, digital world exists and that we have this massive opportunity to reconnect all the plant right. people. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, is right yeah, at our right. fingertips. Most, yeah, I would say
1: most of my interest comes, you know, my Instagram. I post a lot of pictures of stuff I do in the garden, you know, various things.
0: And sometimes I forget that I'm, you know, that my page is, public, and that
1: I'm sharing with the world, because people will come up to me, and i will be like, hey, don't you garden, don't you grow,
0: don't yeah. you do this,
1: and I, you know, and I, but I don't know them um, directly, but they're following my page, and, and they're, they're following what I do, I even mean, have some folks from across the country mm-hmm. um, that, you know, will tag me in various posts, and like, hey, there's a guy on the table, and see what he's doing, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's really flattering, it's very humbling, but it's, it's really beautiful um, to be able to share um, this gift, you know, gardening. Purpose um, for it's kind of it's it's really interesting. Like I mentioned earlier, that as a kid I was outside, you know, in the dirt playing, and so for me then I feel like to come back full circle to be an adult and be outside in the dirt playing again is really, really amazing. Um, You know, to be right back where I'm at. I mean, when Mm -hmm. I'm in the garden, I have a jar right there with me because if I see something cool, I'm gonna try to catch it. I will definitely pause gardening to. Uh, catch a butterfly or some type of insect, or get pictures. I to really take pictures. Pictures is kind of my thing. Love to take pictures of the the insects. You know, kind of just doing their thing um, on the crops. Because there's a lot of insects that do jobs that we don't. We're not aware of what they're doing and how they're benefiting your garden. So I like to make you aware of those things. Um, so yeah, gardening has really given me a purpose um, over the last year to and really give me a little bit of direction and kind of figuring out how I could help my community. I've always wanted to help the community, but there wasn't really anything that interested in me. i kind of bounced around from group to group, um, never really joined any community groups, but I've always been a part of them. You know, I've always gone to help out and show up to events because it was something that really, you know, kind of drew me to kind of stay and really work. And so I feel like gardening has definitely done that for me. Um, pretty much every time my phone rings now about community events, it's because someone wants me to come and, of the garden community,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and so they're looking to have someone with that for that perspective. And yeah. so I usually get that phone call, which is kind of cool. I, you know, it's really interesting when someone calls you, someone that I've known, when someone says, "Hey, you know, I heard you were you were gardening, and well, you were the person to talk to about, you know, growing a few things or you know, looking at an idea of how we can turn this space into something useful." So, it's very humbling.
0: Yeah, um I'm just going to go ahead and put this out here. I think that we should revisit another interview once this community garden is going um so that we can maybe talk about what you guys are doing, share the actual steps or something. I'd love to share some more energy with that project. Um hopefully that's I can amazing. support it in multiple ways. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that that be awesome. Um because yeah, this, this, this project is pretty big. I so pretty cool story. I had a friend who, who was putting on these monthly um, community cleanups. Every month, like twice a month, on a Sunday, we would go for about two or three hours. He would just drive through San Diego, see a neighborhood that like there was some rubs, a lot of trash, a lot of junk. And so he would scout it out, pick a few blocks, post it on Facebook, hey, this is where we're going to be. we provide gloves and bags and shovels or rakes, or nice. whatever we need. And so we'd just go there for a couple hours and clean up. And so I was doing that for a couple months last year. And met a young lady uh, by the name of her, Rashida, and we talking, and we were talking about gardening. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't met anyone that's as excited, you know, about gardening as I am." And she was like, "I have a product that I'd like you to work with me on." i was like, "Okay, cool." And I, in my mind, I'm thinking of you know, something, something small. So when she takes me to the, the, the site, it's like almost three acres. Oh, wow. It's really beautiful. It's, it's hilly. It, it has a personality. Just just being there, even in, 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 in its kind of empty stage, it's just when you go there, it's like, wow, this is special. Yeah. Um, and it's in Encanto, which is,
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: <laughs> in Southeast San Diego, yeah. which, you know, kind of known for this more urban area, and, and uh, it's beautiful. Like, I, when I go there, even now, which is not being fully developed, it's like, you almost forget you're in Southeast San mm. Diego, and that's really the idea of what we're trying to do with that community space. It's going to be called, um, the Amami Community Garden. Spell that. And, um,
0: Okay, Armani. Mhm. Mhm. And so, uh, the goal, or the idea behind that garden is to create a space for kids to
1: learn about gardening, um, a space for them to be able to go, kind of get away from some of the things that, that the inner city kind of can draw you into. And so, we're hoping to create a, space, a safe space for kids to learn about nature, um, uh, possibly like teach uh, about, you know, about bees of bees or how much going on with bees or lack of what's going on with bees and so we're trying to, you know, everyone's trying to save the bees and so we'd like to, to be able to teach kids about them and, and, and teach them how to, um, you know, help take care of the bees. Also, we would like to do, like, an city camping stay, um, teach them about San Diego native plants and California native plants and the benefits of having native plants in your yard and in your garden, I mean, just around the city in general. Um, and so, it's just really beautiful this fall. We're hoping to. You know, the fall festival to kind of introduce the community to the state and so we're going to be putting some pumpkins and some squash down and kind of just create like a little pumpkin patch and let kids pick pumpkins in the fall we'll do like you know a little hayride and some um astro jumps and things like that and so we're just trying to create a space for the community to kind of go and just kind of but not have to go too far but yeah. still feel like they're away from, from
0: Well, that's beautiful and that's achievable, and I'll definitely be in sharing as much energy as I possibly can with that project because that's what the people need. We need these all over. We need to plant them ourselves and inspire other people to do the same. And step by step, over, I think many generations um, will at least be in tune with our truth, which is life comes from death, and then everything is reborn. And we can at least, you know, be in this world, like, just less insane, I guess, is the word of the day. But <laughs> um, we are all out of time, Ian. We could probably talk forever here. Um, I want you yeah. to let the people know where they can find you on social media, how they can support you, um, and restate one more time about your feature at Black Expression coming up on the 14th.
1: on Facebook. Um, you can just type in uh, Ian Moreland. I'm usually one of the people that pop up there. Um, it's, my page is public, so um, I typically accept my friend friend requests. Um, on Instagram, my Instagram is Ian Charles and then the number two, so Ian Charles two, no spaces. on the Twitter I have one I don't even know by heart so uh, those are the two main ones if you want to see anything I'm doing with the gardening you would be on Facebook yeah, Ian Moreland or my gardening um, group which is SD Urban Farmers um, slash Gardeners and so either one of those will be available they're public so it's easy to follow me on Instagram I don't have my pages and blocked or anything like that so if you'd like to awesome. follow and see what we're up to And then on the 14th,
0: um, at Black Expression, I will be doing a feature on urban
1: gardening, just kind of sharing what it's like to be an urban gardener, the the, the beauty of it, the fun of it, and uh,
0: yeah. So if you're in San Diego, go check that out. Uh, Get in tune, in touch with what the church is doing in general. They seem to be having just amazing opportunities for so many local artists. Um, Like he said, this is, you know, the wave of change in the city and i'm excited i'll i got to get home soon thank you ian absolutely. so much for your time and your energy sharing with us um we'll revisit when this garden is getting going and uh see if we can share some of what you guys are doing to make this happen uh, cause i think that's really what people absolutely. need is just a demonstration project like this is how you do it and then that's you fine. do it
1: absolutely i'd love to uh
0: cool awesome um all right people i appreciate your time and space today we're going to be back in two weeks with episode three and i'm going to be sharing uh, it's just going to be me and i'm going to be sharing a lot of en- energy of what we're talking about here but also um, just about a mother's unconditional love and so i look forward to sharing that message it's been developing inside for a few weeks uh, so i will talk to you then Uh, Until then, take care, family. Peace.